Very tender. Very tender. Hello, everybody. This is Santos Regis Mitchell. This is June. No, it's not June. September. This is September 3rd, 2021. Podcast number two. I'd like to thank you for joining. Topic of discussion today is um, Tanisha, take it away. Public schools. (laughs) Cash public schools. Cash public schools. Let's talk about cash. And the issue of them uh, not allowing a Comanche tribal member, a student, not allowing him to carry the flag onto the field anymore because it was offensive to one parent. So it's offensive to that one parent. And my thing is, how does that one parent have so much influence over the school board that it's going to bring that attention to the superintendent? And superintendent say, no, you cannot display the community flag at any sports events anymore. Yeah. Um, I agree we've all seen the um, email that was sent out by the superintendent, Chad Hanks. Uh, were in the email who stated that um, he wanted to clear the air. It was a parent that had contacted a school board member on Saturday and he was then contacted by the school board member uh, letting everyone know that uh, it was his ultimately his decision and that uh, he stated in his email that the school board member did not share the same views even though the school board member is the one who forwarded the complaint to him. And I'm going to have to disagree with that. Um, what I don't understand is, like you said, how one parent influences, has so much influence on one school board member and that school board member obviously cited or obviously agreed that the flag was offensive in whatever manner. And, you know, um, the superintendent himself had spoke to a Comanche parent. And in that conversation, he told the parent, the Comanche parent, that uh, our flag, our Comanche Nation flag, was has the likeness to the Confederate flag and the BLM movement. Uh, again, which is very offending because, one, we are not an activist group which is what um, the Black Lives Matter movement stands for. That is an activist group that is uh, raising awareness. And that's not who we are. No, it's not. And how are you going to compare us to the Confederate flags? We're, we're not that either. That was a, a flag that was chosen by... Uh, the South. Yeah, the group of, you know, a group of people that wanted to spew their ugly, hateful ways. That was the flag they decided to represent them and that ugliness. So is that what he's saying about our flag? Is he saying our flag is hateful and racist and we're going to cause a movement? And and that was the other thing that was said. Apparently, the words movement was, I don't know exactly. Strong. Yeah, I don't know exactly (laughs) where or how that played into, but apparently whomever made the complaint said that it would cause a, a, a movement. I mean, I don't understand that. I don't even either, but just the fact that it would only took one parent, you yes. know, you would think it would take more than one to persuade a board member to even talk to the superintendent, yeah. but at that, it should have stopped at the school board 
to begin with, and yes. it shouldn't have gone this far. No, it shouldn't have. I think the school board members should have been in support of their students because that's what they're there for, right? For the students and for the education of the students. Yes, and Comanche, that is Rather they be Comanche, yeah. brown, Chalk, yellow, black, whatever, Mexican you know, effect. it doesn't matter. They're there for the students. They're elected by the parents to direct the students, you know, their, their education, you know, for the students. Uh, I, believe, I believe the flag was just showing pride. Yeah. yeah. No, and I'm, there's nothing wrong. I mean, the school always talking about, you know, diversifying and, and being, you know, cultural and, and doing these cultural projects and bringing, but yet they don't want to let the students show yeah. their pride and let the students, you know, let them show their individualism because at that age, at high school, they don't know who they are. No, They're they figuring don't. themselves out. And to let a student, you know, show their expression, that needs to be allowed, this, whether it be a flag or what. Yeah, it's like saying, yeah, it's okay to wear your Comanche shirt or your BLM shirt or your Mexican shirt, but it's not okay to hold that flag up proudly. I mean, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't it just, um, like you said, causes confusion. Yeah. Especially when they have Comanche uh, Nation as a language there at the school. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one thing for us being Americans, but we're not just Americans, we're Native Americans also. So we do have two flags, and we're proud of those two flags. Yes. I am. I'm proud of my American flag, and I'm very proud of my Comanche flag. Well, and the Mexican flag as well. Well, well, I'm part Mexican too, and I love my Mexican flag, but you know what? I'm American first, and my American flag comes before any flag, but I'm also Comanche, and I have a Comanche flag and an American flag, and I have a Mexican flag, and if I was to run out that football field, I'd have all three in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the Comanche flag says we're lords of the plains, yeah. which the Comanches in this area have always been. And we always will be lords so of the there's plains. There's nothing wrong in yeah. the children seeing themselves. It's who we are. Yes, it's, it's who we are. It represents a nation of people, a tribe. Right. And for him to say that in the history of games or whatever, a flag's never been Okay. And if it hasn't, that's okay. But don't you want to be the first school that portrays that? I mean, right. it it was, it's embarrassing because I can't tell you how many people on Facebook shared that photo of this young boy, tribal member, carrying this flag onto the field. And the to be in the stands, you know, when this happened, you know, the people, the feeling it gave the people there at this game. And he, and it's a shame he wasn't able to experience that. And I understand, you know, the superintendent has things to do and he was attending the conference or whatever. But to be in the stands when that happened, to see At the six, seven o'clock in the evening, he was at a conference? I guess. But to see the excitement, I mean, my daughter, she, you know, for her, oh my God, was you there? I said I, you know, I'd seen we we came like right after that happened, and um, I was like, wow, and I was like, that's pretty cool. And then you know, I, I started seeing it being shared and shared, and it was being shared on a lot of um, new, uh, Facebook native outlets. Um, the pride, you know, the the support. Wow, that's great that Cash Public Schools is is doing this, that they're allowing you guys to portray your 
your tribes, you know, in that area. And then within 24 hours, it'd be... It made a big deal out yeah. of it when it shouldn't have been. Yeah. And even we been. had the support of other tribes like the Kiowas mm-hmm. supported yes. our natives because we probably have Kiowas we have, with we the have Comanches. Several tribes. Yeah, we had a, tri- tribes. a Kiowa tribal legislator write a letter mm-hmm. you know, in support of the Comanche people. He said even though he's not Comanche, he's Kiowa and proud, but he supports us. Because and, and, and he comes but, from a community like ours, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, the community he's from, the tribe he represents, and the community he represents, you know, they're very um, supportive and very uh, proud of their where that you know their flag, who they are, the Kiowa Nation or Kiowa Tribe. I mean, I think that's awesome. I, I just don't understand. Within 24 hours, it was all. It went from this pride thing to negativity. To negativity. Yeah. To it offended one parent, and then the one parent contacted the one school board member, and then the one school board member contacted the superintendent, and then for him to say, um, one person is going to influence, influence everybody. Yeah, that's yes. what it tells yeah. me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll be definitely be voting next time around and letting my family. Well, hell, right. we need to be calling our school board yeah. officials, those this that live in cash, and tell them we need to get the resignation of the superintendent. And the families that, you know, that came forward and said, um, you know, first of all, cash needs to, you know, realize where they're at and the land the school itself is on is on land that belonged to a Comanche family, and it was taken. A that prominent Comanche family yes. at that. That family, that land was taken and condemned, and the school was put on, on there for the reason of, you know, having a school and the football program itself. You know, the other family came forward and said, our grandfather, you know, is the one who started the football program. He, along with another individual. Yeah, that seems like thought, that superintendent needs yeah. to understand the history of the school and what. And the people that are there. And the yes. influence for the programs that they have now came from. It doesn't sound like it. The school board members are from our area either. Because that certainly doesn't sound like a bulldog I know. No, it doesn't. Well, in, in, in this part of the Oklahoma, most of the schools are made up of natives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, My grandkids is... go to Elgin, and the majority over there is natives. Mm-hmm. I'm sure in Carnegie, the Kiowas, that's the natives are probably in the majority. And then Anadarko. Anadarko. Wichita, Caddo, and Delaware. I mean, it, it's just... It's a shame that um, it came to this, that it just, where he's not going to allow the uh, flag to be taken on. Well, I think it's a shame that our tribal chairman went to the school administration and nothing came of that. I mean, what happened with that? Yeah, that that I don't know. I just, I, I... It really takes the parents to take action. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, grand- we have our own tribal grand- chairman right. trying to speak on our behalf for once and not be a photo op. You know? And he's a, actually, he's an alumni in Cash. Exactly, and, and nothing happened out of that meeting. Yeah. You know, you would think he would have so much influence, number one, being, you know, alumni oh, from yeah. Cash School, a future a graduate, and but nothing. Yeah, I, mean, I, I also... Um, I was real surprised that uh, he still steadfast, you know, still says I'm I'm not going to allow the flag. And if he knew any kind of history, he 
would know what the United States flag means to Native Americans. And even though we were treated like we were and still being treated. I mean, he's an educator. He should already know. He should know the history or the correct history. Um, then he would know that that American flag represents a lot of ugliness to a lot of our people, a lot of our tribes. But yet we still honor that flag. We have the highest number of um, Native Americans have the highest number of um, groups, ethnic ethnicities entering the military. Right. We have the highest rate of that entering the Marines, the Army, Air Force, all you name it. We have the highest rate out of all races Native Americans do. And when you go to any powwow and you see that grand entry, what flag is in that arena coming out first? Behind that eager staff is the American flag. So we honor it just like he should honor what our what our children want, what our parents want, what the community wants. But he doesn't want that, so yeah. we shall see. Yeah, and with that, it sounds like the school board member or that parent didn't even live in the town of Cash. They probably live somewhere on the outskirts of the district. Probably. I mean, because they, yeah. they if they were in town and lived in the state, in the city of Cash, then they would understand of what the, the shitstorm they were started. I mean, what is he saying? Is he saying that having the Comanche Nation flag and in, in you know carried onto the field along with the American flag is making it less patriotic? Because I don't, I don't see that. We have the most patriotic. Um, we have the most patriotic uh, group of people ever. Like I said, you know, as ugly as uh, the army was to our people, but we still honor and we still respect it. And it's it's a very large part of our uh, of our cultural way. You know, it, it is because we have each. I can't think of any tribe that does not have. A veterans organization. Every single tribe in the United States has a veterans organization and they keep those flags in high regard. And that same respect that they give that American flag, they also give their own flag. If only we had a veteran here to give us some input, (laughs) it would be a great. Unfortunately, I, I still think when when your leaders fail you, that parents of these children, grandparents, they need to rally and correct this. We do, we do. Uh, I think many do. times I'll have my my kids and grandkids uh, graduate or are in Elgin School, and many times I've had to go over there and correct uh, actions that were directed mainly towards the natives and my my kids. So it takes parents to get involved, uh, especially if our leaders aren't going to stand up for us, then we need the parents to gather together. And if it takes protesting and carrying a sign and calling the stations and saying, hey, we got a hundred Comanches here because they're mistreating our native kids, then so be it. Yeah, and not only that, no, it's the students themselves that need to get involved also. Yeah, you know, it's, it's student involvement. And, and it goes, it is, it's, you know, parents as well. Um, supporting their students. Um, we may not be able to display the flag at sports events, but we can certainly wear a Comanche flag on our shirts, on our yeah. backpacks, on our socks, our shoes. Right. And we should. <laughs> I think we should. We should start printing our Comanche flag on wearable items and give them to our Comanche students, our youth, and have them wear it to school. 
Yeah. It's, and, you know, it's, and it's not just our community, you know, that's going through something, um, a racial uh, racial issue. And is, is it a racial issue? Uh, yes and no. I mean, you're denying a Native kid to represent his self, his nation, by carrying the flag because of, of one parent. Yeah. And the student that was carrying the American flag was what? White. Yeah. So it just, I mean, yeah, is it a racial issue? Absolutely. I mean, I agree. Bring awareness, but not everybody wants to know. And just like that one parent, they don't care to know what our history is, you know, or the history of the land in that area. A lot, like I said, you know, we had a lot of fam a lot of Comanche families that their grandparents, my grandmother graduated in cash in the 40s. My mother graduated, I graduated. Uh, my aunts and uncles, numerous you know, family members, and now my son will be graduating next May from cash. Well, I think if we want to do something about this issue at this cash school district, I think we need to do it soon. Because I fear the school district itself might close because of COVID running so rampant with our students. I mean, this Delta strand is really putting a toll on adolescents you know, and teens, and that's what it's targeting. And schools are shutting down like crazy around us with this COVID thing. Like, look at Altus. Altus is shut down because of COVID. So, if we want to do something, we did it quick well, while the school is in operation now. Yeah. I would like to see our leaders get involved, like the CNAs did with the issue in Clinton where the young boy was uh, bullied and had his hair cut. I couldn't even tell you how I'd react to something like that. Me neither. Yeah. Um, that it's, and I'm glad, you know, I was very happy to see. Uh, Talk about some scalping. Raggy, scalping, you know, right? To see, <laughs> that would take place. <laughs> to see Reggie, you know, taking the steps to meet with the school district to get that. I mean, what do you do? And I mean, how do you punish? And how do you, does punishment need to happen? Absolutely. Something needs to happen to those boys, and why? How is it? How did it go unnoticed? How how did it go unnoticed? I mean, there had to have been a, a teacher, someone that knew that this young native boy was being bullied by these other individuals. And it's just a shame that they did that. I couldn't even imagine. And for nobody to stop it. Yeah. I mean, it had to take. This boy had long, thick hair. We would have to take time to be cutting it, and for nobody to stop it, but the other kids where, and where stand there and the, laugh. This is what sixth grade. They don't right. even use scissors in sixth. Well, I, I don't think they use in cash. I mean, where did they? Did they have a knife on them? Did they have scissors on them? Clippers. I, mean, I don't know. It, it well, just, these these two issues happened within a week, a week of each other. Yes. Yeah. I'm hoping that this isn't a pattern, and that. Incidents like this are going to start happening at schools thinking they can bully natives and And it's okay. Yes, and, and by us not standing up right parents communities our leadership by not standing behind these individuals these young children these Kids that are watching us. We're telling them. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, to be it's bullied. okay to be bullied. Yeah, and because that, you're native. Yeah, it's and we okay. shouldn't have a chairman who's so passive about this issue and is willing to pass the buck to the vice chairman. That's just not, and that's not a, the right 
step for a chairman to do. I think our chairman should have some backbone and some balls and should have done something then and there. Well, we do have vice chairman then. But again, yes. there was no camera for him to wave at. There was no camera taking pictures for him to smile at. So it didn't happen. Well, Maybe we, we, do have a, we do have a vice chairman that yeah. started the Comanche Academy and has children there. He's, he has all the credentials to address any issues. Maybe we need to call on him in, this, in the school areas to be our late, what do you call them, liaisons? For, for going to talk to these school boards in how we want our children to be treated. Yeah how they deserve to be treated. Right, right. And, and you know, I will say the thing about our chairman yesterday, you know, the turnout was was awesome. I mean, the enthusiasm that was there, that was brought, uh, where a lot of our tribal members showed up, I just, um, it was very, it was a very proud moment. I loved the enthusiasm, I just hope that we keep that same enthusiasm uh, moving forward and addressing the issue with cash, getting on that school board um, but I'd like, agenda. But I'd like to say after talking. you have the enthusiasm of people showing up, when you leave, like for during the parade, then what? Exactly. That's what what I, happened? When I yeah. left, was anything I was like, accomplished? now what? Yeah. I, besides getting heat yeah. exhaustion, I was like, now what? We're yeah. still... the. The still not allowed still to carry the flag. No, yeah. we're still not allowed. So, that's what I'm saying. So allowing all these Comanches to come and, and, and be present, yeah. and then nothing happened afterwards, yeah. then we, what we did we accomplish? We don't need to be so passive about this issue. Right. We need, yeah, to, we need know, to address it. Do it and, and rally and get, get and something, something done. done. You know, I will say that um, a few years back, well, when uh, Mr. Hans first showed at our... Uh, school when he first started uh, I did have to um, speak with him in an issue uh, in which my child was uh, treated uh, what's the word I'm looking for they disciplined my child Oh, hell, I was disappointed. Max, I had twice in, in school. Why don't you tell people who want to connect with us today and oh, yeah. give us their opinion how yeah, to do that? You want to rally, you want to give us, uh, send us an email at Numina, the number four, command, or Numina for constitutional change at gmail.com. Again, that's Numina, the number four, Constitutional change at command at gmail.com. Or you can go on the website that's for Comanchee Nation uh, through Anchor yeah. and, and connect. I, I sent a web uh, connection if you wanted to join us and give us your opinion. Yeah, and follow us on Facebook. Numina for Constitutional Change. And look us up on Facebook. Right. Yeah. And we'll be doing this. Once a week, yeah. and we'd like for anybody that wants to participate, bring an issue forward. Yes, or if you want, we are at Two Familia, and we meet here once a week. Their food is great. Food is great. Uh, they let us have a room back here, and if you would like to come join us and speak on our podcast and give us information, you're then right. you're more than welcome to, or to join us 
in our conversation as we do the podcast, that's great. We want every Comanche that wants to be involved in decisions and what's happening within our tribe to be present and voice their opinion. Yeah. And again, Two Familia is located at corner of 2nd and Lee Boulevard. And now that we've poured ourselves out, we can get back to some other topics. And we're back from our break. Thank you all for joining us today. I think uh, we were just talking about the school problem in cash and what's going on without, with not displaying the Comanche Nation flag at any school events for the superintendent. Before we continue, uh, I'd like to recommend that everybody come to, for Two Familiar. If you want an ice cold beer, ask for Beto and he will fix you one. It, it is good during the summer weather. Absolutely. Anyway, Now continue. that we're turning into fall. Still good. <laughs> Still good. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Tanisha. Take it away. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be this folks person. No. Um, I guess our next issue that we have, uh, not an issue, but a, a topic, um, is the land that our Comanche tribe owns. Uh, we have a lot of fee land. Fee land is um, land that is not in trust. Fee land is the land that we pay taxes to. Uh, currently, we own land in uh, down by the Red River. That is what county is that? I just went Cotton? blank. Cotton County, no. Cotton County? It's outside of Cotton, is it? That's Cotton County. Cotton I think County, it's Cotton yeah. County. County, <laughs> Do I know Cotton County? And um, Grady County, the Chickasha area. Um, Which is what we're trying to find information on. Word is we have some land and are training people to go to work at a smoke shop there that uh, evidently we have no information on that is being developed. Hmm. Interesting. So that's in that fee land that we own that's owned by the nation. Um, we pay taxes on that currently. Why is it not into trust? And a lot of this land we've owned for years. Um, trust land, of course, is land that's put in, that is in trust, and we own outright. Don't pay no fees or pay taxes on it. Uh, just really want to know where we stand on the land. You know, why is it not put into trust yet? Uh, we have lots of properties right here in the Lawton area. The um, Right up here, the Keith Yakiomi building, we still pay taxes on that, and it's not put into trust yet. And why I isn't anything the, being done? I think the tax commission, the property that that's on, on, I'm not sure if that was put into trust yet. And then the property across from it, where the uh, ICW office used to be located. And you would think if we're going to acquire this land, that would be the first thing we would do before we put anything on it. Put it straight into trust. Then build on it. No, actually the first thing we should do before we buy land is know what we're going to do with it before we buy it. Have a plan. Right. Have a plan that we're going to put in effect, and that's the reason why we're buying the land. We have lots in town on D Street that are vacant, and we bought 
and nothing's ever been developed on it. So what was the purpose in buying them? Or the old Southwestern Hospital building. Right. It's done with that, that right. property. Or the, this other property. I mean, we well, just, we just. On. It's just like we're. Yeah. Um, we just buy property just thinking, you know, and, and, and not even knowing what we're going to do with it. And then it. not develop it or do anything. And, but and then yet, it just sits and. Yeah, it just sits there vacant with you know, nothing. Just we like, need a purpose. Yeah, you know, the like the property next to the, to the point casino. Where there's nothing you can do with it. Yeah, next to the casino. That's not put in the trust, but they, what, they built a road on it and called it Sharp's Way. So I just, um, that's just a, another issue that needs to be heard, is, uh, needs to be talked about, is, you know, what are we going to do with this land? And when, are, when will it be put into trust? I mean, it's been through, I don't know how many administrations. We purchased it, and there was no purpose for purchasing it, so we're just going to keep buying land. Just like what the newest property we purchased was the one um, in Chickasha. That's what I'm understanding. That we evidently we we weren't. It wasn't legal to acquire the land from was the Chickasaws. <laughs> so, but we have it, and how we got it, I don't know, and nobody's telling us. Well, okay, and let me back up. We purchased the cash property with the intentions of putting a casino on there. And I think that's ridiculous. We don't need another casino. We need to go, we need to look at other avenues. And where's the cat, our cattle? Where is the cattle on any of these properties? Or um, that was my next question. Are yeah. we, are, what yeah, property are the cattle on? You know, the cattle project, why don't we even have a cow project? We're not cow people, we're horse people. <laughs> the, the horse but, in the plains. But wait a second. We eat a, we eat cow. We've always eaten cow. I remember. We also eat buffalo. Eaten cow, but I mean, yeah. why, are we raising these cows for like maybe for people that From what I understand to get meat to people that are camping at the fair, which we're not having this year. So then, I, from my understanding, that's the intention. Um, I guess um, similar to what the Otos do currently, but this is something the Otos been working at this for years. This isn't some. Well, thirty head ain't gonna. Feed seventeen thousand. <laughs> well, I just, no. I'm just saying, it's gonna take a, a while for to even to see anything off of that. And have they given us any projection of what's in the future? What, what their plan is well, ten years from now? Yeah. Maybe you can answer that. You're, well, you're I, a I, cattle I, person. I don't know anything about that program. I mean, I'm. Well, I'm just, just asking. What would cows. what I mean, would going from birth to I, I hate to say it like that but, but going from raising them from birth to getting them to the slaughterhouse what is the expectancy how that's oh, at that? least a, two, a year two years two years so yeah I mean, got, it's a slow cattle business is a long slow business and this is we got to make more yeah and, and these 30 cows they bought they're all heifers and they're all pregnant so that's 60 but Anyway, uh, we have all this land. We have no plans for it. We put in casinos, and we've got a lot of casinos, and more people are putting in, tribes are putting in more casinos. What are our leaders, do they have any thinking beyond casinos as far as it seem like it. what would be good for our people? 
we have um, Fort Sill next to us. Why don't we have government contracts for... Because we probably don't have a DUNS number. Why can't we get one? I don't know. Why don't we do it? That's why, that's why we need to ask our TA, There's, do we have a DUNS number and what are we doing with it? A DUNS number and what are we doing with it? There are, there are so many avenues that we could be branching out, but we, our leaders seem to concentrate on casinos. We only have one CBC that has concentrated on opening an academy for kids and teaching, which, you know, all our kids need to be educated and that's, that's great because that's a start from young to when they are older, they have, have all this knowledge. But as far as our tribe growing and having any kind of economic development to where we can exist not only on our casinos uh, money coming in, but we have other projects that are bringing us money that not only brings money but jobs to our people. Um, we have brought up a lot of, um, we brought up our own butcher company because there's not any in this. And then lo and behold, now I think somebody has, is gonna start one, is it in Lawton? Right. So we, we, if we're going to raise cattle, why couldn't we have had our own company to butcher and process this meat? The people that do that now are so backed up that people can't get their meat processed in a timely manner. Whereas we could have put in a big yeah. plant and done that, trained our people to be the butchers and to process it. And since we're having meat, grown our own cattle, produced meat, sold it at a discount, to our people, then started doing prime cattle to where we could sell not only to our people, but outside the area where people were wanting prime choices of meat, we could uh, perfect that. There's, we have nobody thinking past casinos. And that needs to happen because it's, like I said, Fort Sale, there's so much around here that we can expand on and we're not doing it. We're yeah. sitting here dormant thinking, okay, casinos are going to bring us all this money, but we could when, be capitalizing on, like you said, these soldiers, so many things that I think that we would be good at doing um, our tribe and, you know, when, especially when we got that bus way back when, remember the big Comanche bus and whatever happened to that? It's sitting broke down. And anyway, we have all these soldiers, we could be busing them home or busing them to I don't know, taking them home. Right. You know, and, and uh, a couple years back, I worked at a restaurant here in Lawton, and uh, I was a hostess, and I noticed that we, on certain days of the week, uh, the restaurant would be full. And then I noticed on other days, it would just be dead. And uh, finally one day, and then I started getting, um, I started noticing the trend, and uh, I started, you know, I talked to my bosses at the time, and I asked, you know, why, why, uh, why are we always full here on these certain days? Those days being Wednesday and Thursday, and this was pre-COVID, and she told me, she said, because that's the day that they have graduation ceremonies, and all these families fly in to attend Fort Sill, to go to Fort Sill to attend 
their soldiers' graduation. These individuals are flying into our airport, and when they get to the airport, the airport can't even hold the vehicles because there's so many people coming in. They never have vehicle rentals on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And we don't have taxis here. I don't even think we have Uber. Why cannot, why can't we be, why can't transit be part of that? Right. Every Wednesday and Thursday have transit commit to, to, to taking these families from the airport to their hotel rooms and cashing in on that. And the other thing, you know, with these soldiers every Wednesday, so they're, they graduate on Wednesday and then they let them go or it's family night or something like that. I can't remember. I think it's family night on Wednesday night, so they let them go. So every restaurant in Lawton is packed on a Wednesday night because right. the soldiers Graduation. are out. Yeah, and then the next day is family day or whatever, and they let them go out with their families. And well, again, our restaurants are full, but you know there's transportation issue. Um, there's not enough transportation to get them. But you know our right. our Comanche Nation Transit could be at the airport picking up these families and busing them to and from their hotels. We could be making money off of that. Um, Uber drivers, I mean, come on. I mean, Well, we own Fort Sill. We rent it out for a dollar a year for 99, <laughs> 99 years, but they have an airport. Why can't we have our own Comanche Airlines to transport or do for Fort Sill contract for the, this special events to bring families. Plus, we own the Wichita Mountains. Why don't we have a tourist? We, just like we had Indian City at one time, we could put a camping grounds out there. We could put teepees That's in, in an area. That's what we cash project right out there. They call it cash, gate, uh, welcome to cash, gateway to the Wichita's. We need to be cashing in on that. Right. You can't cash in on that at a casino. At a casino. Right. You got to do exactly what you're saying. Put an amphitheater out there. Right. Just like they do at Peladero Canyons. Put teepees up there. Have people come in and perform. We have all kinds of dance. But we we could try. put teepees up as a hotel. We could have an acre of of teepees where people could rent them, have fireplaces out in front, and have the beds in there where they could rent them and spend the weekend. And I've seen advertisements for just those things. Why can't we do it out of the Wichita Mountains? And since we are lords of the plains and the horses, why can't we take people on horses around the mountains as tourists during the summer? There is so much we can do out there on the Wichita Mountains, out, out there on Fort Seal, and a lot of our land, which we're not doing. We are concentrating on casinos, which one of these and days are going to go dry. Yeah. Right. All these other tribes have all these other entities they're working on and have so many companies they're bringing in money for all their different programs and for their people. All we do is have a cap for casinos. We need to stop, start there, thinking outside the box. I can't remember if it was a company, if it was a Bible-owned company or a Native-owned company, but it's a company, and I, I want to say it, it's non-native, because um, my husband had sent it to me he said this is what we need to do this is what the tribe needs to do and it was they were renting out teepees 
That's what I'm saying. They will come out and they'll set it up for you for like three days. And I want to say it was like $450. You rented that TP for three days. They come and they set it up for you and then they take it down. All right. Because, oh, that was something he said. He said, why don't we invest in a couple teepees and start charging people? That's something he that would That would so, just be like a hotel room yes. teepee style. Mm -hmm. But those that up north that still think we live in teepees mm -hmm. and hunt buffaloes. <laughs> you go ahead and hunt a buffalo. We see you on CNN. <laughs> My pants were hanging on the horns. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that wasn't me. That had to be a thigh ball. <laughs> But yes, that's what I'm talking about. There are so many things that we can do culturally that would bring people in wanting to know more and see what we're what yeah. we are as Comanche people. And that cash project would be right. prime right there. Right. And like, we we used to have our Comanche Nation Fair at the uh, at Camp Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I said. You know, I said it before. We should be um, focusing on making that a resort, uh, RV park, or something, not a casino. I mean, okay, put a small little casino, right. put a couple machines in there, but don't make that your primary source of income. You know, venture out. Do we're gonna? You know, I'm not sure if um, at this point I, I'm thinking. Williams is still coming, but I'm not sure because I know uh, they halted their project due to the increase in lumber and materials, so they stopped that project there. But I've seen also where they opened one in Oklahoma City or somewhere, so I'm not really sure what they're going to do right there. So they would be building that grocery store directly across from the casino, uh, well, our cash yeah. project. And I'm not sure if they're going to do that anymore. And if they're not going to do that anymore, then we, the Comanche Nation, will have the upper hand. Throw some groceries right. in there. Carry some, you know, can't, stuff, you know people are going to go out to the, they're going to need bug spray, flashlights, batteries, right. you know, right. simple things, you know. Cause and all that, that would be great, but we're not thinking of those things. Mm -hmm. And, and I, would, I would put it to our Comanche people. Whenever somebody is running for re-election or running to be on the CBC, ask them what they see as what they're going to do in the future or other than casinos, what their plans are. Because as we've seen in the past few decades, that nobody has an idea of doing anything but casinos. Yeah. And we have to have somebody in there that has some imagination and has some inkling that we have to expand because we are a big tribe and the only way we can grow bigger and do be do bigger things is to expand all the we're supposed to be like i said lords of the plains we're supposed to be the great comanches but all these other tribes are out doing us because all we think is comanche all our leaders think is comanches we need to start thinking of expanding having an end in walmart i mean there there's there's so many things we can do I went to Res one year, and I met a lady that gave me her card, and I visited with her, and she said that if you ever have anything within your tribe that you would like to put on Walmart shelves, contact me. Well, I've still got that name and phone number and address, and I, when I brought it back with, within our tribal government, there's always been turmoil between the tribes, the chairman and everybody. So I never did present it because they were always seemed like they didn't care. So I thought, why present it and nothing's going to happen. 
until we get some people in there that say, hey, what can we do? What? Let's look into the future. Let's Think outside the box. Right. Outside the then, then I'll give it to somebody to contact them because we have so many natives that have so many products that we could put on the shelves in Walmart. But our leaders are not, like you said, thinking outside the box. It's casinos, casinos, casinos. And I hate to say it, but most of them sit there and think, okay, the meeting's done, I'm going home. That's it. And they don't want, they, we don't get any information. They don't talk to us. And then when we have one CBC that wants to say something to the people, he's disrespected and basically told to shut up, which is not what we put our CBC in there to do. We, we put, we elect them to speak up for us. And if they're not allowed to, then we don't need the people that are not allowing them in there. We need more people that are going to speak up. So when you go to vote and elect a person, make sure that person is going to speak up no matter what and has ideas. Then vote for them. And personally, I think, you know, the last CBC meeting, like I said, was, was closed due to COVID-19. But if you look at what the issues were being voted on, it would have been a long meeting because we would have had a lot of questions. At this next meeting coming up, it is open. But it, I'm pretty, I would bet my right nut that it's not going to have any kind of issues that's going to bring up any questions, you know, to do with anything. It's going to be a simple meeting and there's really not going to be anything for us to say. And that's the reason why it's going to be open because there's... So the CBC is an open meeting and it's open to the public, which means it's open to the tribal members. Tribal members are allowed to come and ask questions, want to know information, and the CBC, like I said, are elected to provide that information. If they're not, then the tribal members in the meetings need to say, stop, I want to know this information. I put you in there, tell me. Tell me what's going on, tell me what this is and what that is. I want to know the ups and downs of everything. And they should sit there and tell you. Yeah, because we elected you to be our and voice. And not adjourn. We elected you to be your voice for us. Right. So it's our voice is your voice. Right. And that's how it should be. Right. Yeah, it just, um, a lot of questions, a lot of concerns. Um, one of them being, you know, new business ventures. Um, and what are, what are we doing with the lands that we have? Know, what developments are going to be happening on those lands and, you know, and when is the food to our elders the consent to our elders going to change I mean that is one another big issue is our elders the way they're being treated whether it be from the housing authority or to the elder center our elders are not getting the treatment they deserve nor are they getting the nutritional meals that they so deserve well let's now, continue some, that for the next podcast that's Please. the only meal they get uh, for the next podcast and uh we hope we have more join us and that you will watch or listen to this podcast and any input you have please contact us at yeah, for constitutional at change for the number four constitutional change at gmail.com or look us up on facebook Nemina, the number four constitutional change let us know what you think we thank you for listening and continue to follow us Bye. <laughs>